Welcome to Wireless Conversations, the podcast that takes you from Montreal to London. We are your hosts, Iris and Nisi, and today's episode is dedicated to Pride Month. Yay! I'm so excited. I do love the month of June because it's Pride Month. And yeah, it's it's just a lot of fun. So how do we start this episode, Nisi? What do we want to know? I mean, I think I personally would want to know a little bit about pride month where it originally well where it originated from and why we're still celebrating um pride month up until 2021 why is pride month important and why are we celebrating it what's the history Mm. so just to give you a little bit of history pride month is a celebration after the stonewall um riots that occurred in 1969 Uh, Stonewall was a gay bar and there was there was always like police raids because they knew it was a gay bar. So the police would just come and, you know, attack the people and brutalize everyone. And they started it started as a riot. Then people started rioting against the police brutality that was being committed against uh, gay men, black trans women and any other um, queer individual individual that was present um, during those raids. Briefly, that is how Pride started. And then it became a celebration. The month of June became Pride Month because of uh, those riots. And slowly but surely, uh, across the world, you do see movements of Pride because there was a lot of shame in being part of being of the LGBTQ plus uh, community. So that is why it's called pride because we need to be proud of who we are because we're not less human because we love differently. I think that on the contrary, we do love with all that we have and we embrace people for who they are. And that's why (laughs) pride is still celebrated today because it's still illegal in some countries to be in a same sex couple And don't even Mm -hmm. get me started on uh, queer identities or transgender identities where it's very looked upon um, in a very bad way. And people have Mm -hmm. beliefs also, you know, in some countries that's still associated to uh, having a mental illness Mm -hmm. or a mental health diagnosis. So that's why pride is still important because we still need to get some work done for the community in those countries where pride those identities are still marginalized. But even here in Western societies, we still see some people committing violent acts against the LGBTQ plus uh, community. And with Mm -hmm. the pandemic, we also saw a rise in violence, uh, not only towards, you know, Black people and Asian uh, Mm -hmm. people, but also against the LGBTQ plus community. So that's how Pride started, and that's why Pride is still important today, in a very, very short (laughs) summary. (laughs) Did I answer your question? (laughs) I think you did. So just to summarize it the way I understood it, it's basically a tragedy that turned into something pretty, like, quite positive um, till this Mm -hmm. day. 
And it's kind of just funny how sometimes it's almost like we have to hit rock bottom. Something has to happen for people to realize like we need to mobilize, we need to celebrate and be proud of who we are because we're being attacked for that. So thank you for sharing that part of the history. Like for me, this whole episode is like just an interesting conversation and I really want this to be about you and I want you to express as much as you want or can okay i'm not gonna ask uh, any questions that you don't want to answer but i really want this um conversation to be a little bit more intimate with me because i feel like you're opening up a little bit more um uh, <laughs> to me and like these are conversations that we haven't had in, in in a long time i think we've briefly touched the surface of things but i feel yeah. like just feel free to open up as much as you want but um no pressure no pressure and yeah, I'm we'll here do, to, we'll yeah, <laughs> I'm here to co-host with you on this one. But I, I really want to know a little bit more about um, what does pride mean to you? Where, you know, we just talked about what it means to the world and why we're still celebrating it. But to you personally, um, what does it mean to you? Mm-hmm. Um, what does it mean to me? It's funny because um, when you when you grow up and you don't see your, yourself, um you don't really understand who you are and understanding your identity is what is going to give you that sense of where you're going in life and of what you want to do and who you can be and what are the possibilities Mm. and then you don't see yourself or you don't necessarily understand yourself because in my family it was not normal i was told that you know gay people um you know, you don't need to um, be around them because you're going to catch whatever they they have and you're going to turn into a gay person. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, disclaimer, that's not really how it works. Okay, <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> just so you know that you, you don't catch gayness. You just are or aren't or you're you're just attracted to who you want to be attracted well to who you are attracted basically it's not even about wanting it's just there you're Mm -hmm. just attracted to someone yeah so pride month what pride month and pride just the celebrations uh, what you need to know is that around the world it's in june but here in montreal we celebrate it in august mm-hmm. and it's the biggest festival de la francophonie dans le monde Ooh. donc um, ouais donc voilà i needed to plug that in <laughs> Mais, um, <laughs> what does pride mean to me honestly the first time i went to pride i was 24 mm. and I came out to one of my really good friends when I was 19. And at the beginning, I didn't want anything to do with it because I I suppressed it, like quote air quotes here. I suppressed it for so long, but that's because of all the internalized homophobia that I felt towards myself Mm -hmm. and towards maybe uh, other people who identified uh, as... um, as being part of the LGBTQ plus community. And um, and when I, I did that first coming out to my friend, I remember we were getting ready to go to some bar. And then she was like, you know what? We're going to go in the village here in Montreal. <laughs> and I remember being in one of the clubs and I was like, these people are just living. Right. They're living their lives. And I'm here hiding being scared of what people are gonna think Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day i cannot like live my life for other people right so that's how it started but the thing is that yeah i did come out but i i think maybe many um 
many people who identify as queer and who are of you know a racialized background and an immigrant background do have this thing where you come out of the closet and then you go back in and then you come out of the closet and then you do go back in uh, because I did come out but I still didn't want to disappoint my family so I didn't um, come back and forth from from the the closet but what pride means to me is that you let go of that shame uh, you let go of that shame that didn't allow you for so long to be who you wanted to be and who you truly are. Because when we're children, we know who we are. I knew as a child that I was attracted to women, but people around told me that's wrong. But then you just, it's with anything, like when you, you let your inner child live, your inner child, child knows where you are supposed to go. Mm. And that, that's what it was for me. And that's what it means to me. It's just that, I can, for me, pride is not just a month or a day or a week. It's all year long that I carry my pride because I carry the pride of who I am because it took me so long to become and accept. And I'm not saying it's easy. Some days it's easier than others, but to accept who I am and the woman that I am. So that's what it means to me. Wow. I think that was a long answer. No, it was a beautiful answer. <laughs> long, but beautiful. And I think... Like, to me, um, there's a part where you said, I didn't want to disappoint my family. And I was just wondering, like, that word disappoint. How can you disappoint the people that you love and love you? And in this case, like, what does that mean? Like, what was, what, what was your biggest fear? What does disappointment mean in this case? The biggest fear was to disappoint my family. Because, you know, you hear all those coming out stories and some of them are you know, with no consequences and the family was super, you know, I don't know, welcoming and open. Like, oh, it's not a problem or, oh, we knew, <laughs> you know, those mm -hmm. kind of stories. But in my case, I was scared that my parents were not going to respond well, that they were not going to talk to me because for so long I heard that it was wrong and that I should not be around these people, that I should be careful. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and the disappointment, I, I feel that sometimes it's still there. Like, I, uh, you know, because I, I broke their dreams. Like, uh, I'm not going to date. I don't know. My mom always had this fantasy that I was going to date this tall European man. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm sorry, mom, that's not happening. Nope, not today, not tomorrow. So... <laughs> Not ever. <laughs> so, so yeah, you know, like, that's what I mean by disappointment. You kind of disappoint them because they came to this country for you to be something grand, something better. Mm -hmm. And then for them, when I, uh, air quote again, uh, came out to them, it was as if I was choosing a life that was more difficult and mm -hmm. because you are their children they don't want you to suffer yeah so i think my parents in the end you know right now they're doing their best they're accepting the but that took time like it didn't come from one day to another mm -hmm. but i have their support they're doing their best to understand mm -hmm. there are things that they don't understand but i cannot blame them yeah but i can be grateful that right now I'm not living in the fear that I was living when I was 19, you know? Wow. 
that I was going to disappoint them even more if I came out. Yeah. So yeah. do you think that a lot of people that haven't necessarily accepted who they are or just haven't reached that level of like realizing that I'm allowed to be who I am, they are basically guided by fear. Right now you're making all these decisions to probably please people and be quote unquote normal um, because you are fearful because you're scared of what other people are going to say or you're you're afraid of disappointing, if we can say that, of being different, basically, not being the person that other people want you to be. Exactly. And I remember being in high school and just having boyfriends because other girls were having boyfriends. Mm -hmm. And that was the thing to do. And I remember, like, my first boyfriend, <laughs> like... Um, <laughs> J'ai rien Pause. à dire. Comme... J'ai honnêtement rien à dire parce que c'était même pas genre... I like him or anything. It was my friend who was like, oh, you know, we're in high school and uh, we, we don't want to be, genre, uh, you know, uh, rejects or something. You should date him parce que si, parce que ça. Mm -hmm. And that was it. Là. And I was in a toxic relationship just because I wanted to be part of the norm for over two years. Wow. And that ended up being like a pattern that I... Recreated. You know, that I repeated. Recreated. Mm -hmm. And... I always kind of knew, but I was always so scared because I grew up in the early 2000, Y2K, um, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> and people were not as accepting. People were bullying uh, people who identified as gay. I'm not saying that it happens, it happens, it doesn't happen now, but I think it's happening a bit less with my frame of with my work i've been in high schools and i saw couples and mm. i saw um and i saw teenagers doing a transition and just being so happy and having all the other kids in the school being so accepting and that to me is amazing but when i was in high school yeah i remember i had one gay teacher and she was a lesbian and all the kids were making fun of her bullying her and being very mean and I'm really sorry to say, but because I had so much homophobia, internalized homophobia in me, because I knew I was one, I was also very mean to that teacher, you know, because all of the kids were being mean. And I was like, I don't want to be identified to that teacher if I, you know, ask too many questions mm -hmm. or if I'm too curious. So, yeah, it was not nice. Like, so I think... Uh, to go back to your to your question or, or what you were saying, you do carry uh, this this thing where you want to be quote unquote normal, which doesn't exist. Day, like no one's exist. normal. We don't know what normal no. is. You can't define exactly. It. They create the abnormal to create the normal. Like if you've taken an abnormal psychology class, <laughs> that's what they teach you. They created all the categories of abnormal and then define what normal was. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't so belong in the up. abnormal. So now it must be normal. Yeah. Um, that sounds it like a fallacy. Yeah. It's it's yeah, not. Exactly. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. Do you so, think... So, yeah, I think that we do. Mm. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Um, I was just thinking, it sounds like you, you said that you were, like, in a toxic relationship, basically, with a boy in high school for at least two years. But this is because, for you, was, like, the thing to do. But then it sounds like, by not accepting others for who they are, it's actually creating more harm than anything. Like, a lot of people end up going through, like, really dark places because they just don't feel accepted or going through relationships that they would never accept if they could be themselves. And I think for anyone who's listening, like, 
if you do have if you think that you have an issue because you don't understand what it's like to either um, be in a gay relationship, I think it's about kind of trying to put yourself in their shoes. Like if somebody was judging you based on who you date or your relationships, would you actually want to come out into the world and be yourself? Probably not. And I think that's just like the way that I see it. It's, it has nothing to do with me. Whoever you want to date, that's, I'm cool with it, man. Like, honestly, I don't care who you're sleeping with because it has nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. And if I can allow you yeah. that space to do what you need to do, then let me have that space. And I think that's what we're missing. It's just allowing people to have that space where it's like, this is who I am and I'm going to be that person. If it doesn't bother you, then you shouldn't have a say. And I really feel like that is yeah. something that maybe we're practicing a bit more. And that's why you said in schools, you see more like, gay couples and just like students going uh, through transitions and they seem happier and they're more accepted and it's like they have this uh, just support that they're getting from other students whether it's teachers or even schools really kind of accommodating them through these transitions and I think by getting that support that's how you get back to the right path and like you said when you allow yourself to be who you truly want to be that's the only way you can thrive and I think we're actually doing more harm by not accepting people or giving them that space to just be who they want to be, to be honest. It's it's not that complicated. It's really not. Like, I I love you as much as I love anyone else in the world. And it has I, I never think of it like that. And But then when we have these conversations, it does make me realize like, okay, yeah, you had a different childhood because of what you went through. And we do relate on some parts, but we don't relate on this. But it's just being able to have this conversation with you. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I do understand you a lot better. And maybe the way you're a bit more careful with certain things, like, it does make a lot more sense. Mm -hmm. But um, Mm -hmm. it's having these conversations that just make you realize that everybody goes through something. But if you can kind of alleviate that by giving them the support they need or just loving them, that's all you... Sometimes you just need to love someone and that's all you need, honestly. Like for you, it sounds like you became a people pleaser because you were afraid of disappointing them. And that did more harm oh, than yeah. good. And definitely do you think shout out to my therapist, <laughs> shout out to your therapist for <laughs> deconstructing it or trying to, but no, I, I yeah, think that, um, yeah, for me, this episode is quite important because I, I don't have these conversations with my friends um, who are in a part mm-hmm. of the LGBTQ plus community. But I think it's because some there's this taboo where it's like, oh, I don't want to tell you because it's such a sob story. Or when I came out, it was so bad and I went through this. But it's like maybe healing comes from um, expressing the things that we went through. And maybe that mm-hmm. makes me understand more where you're coming from. But I just don't know if it's easier to say because I have worked on becoming more accepting. And at the same time, it's also cultural. Like even for me, like you said, it it is taboo when you grow up in either, I would say like African countries where homophobia is still such a big problem because we don't understand it and we don't want to. So if you don't want to talk about it, then you're never going to be able to understand it. And I think it's about just having that space where you can talk to people about your past and where you're heading and, kind of telling someone to, hey, I need space to do this, but without really having to say it. Like for you, if this is like a platform that you can use to 
um, relay a message to someone who hasn't accepted themselves or who is going through that process of figuring out their sexuality or whatever, what would you say like to younger kids? I just want to, because you've come a long way, what would you say to them? How did you get there? Uh, I remember like someone asked me, what would you tell your younger mm -hmm. self, like my 15 or 16 year old, if I would have known what would have happened, you know, and I, I think I would tell them also, we need to understand that you have to be in a secure environment mm. to come out because some people don't come out because the environment is not secure. And that's why you're, you're scared. Right. Also, you internalize a lot of fear. If your family is not mm -hmm. accepting, of course you have fear of coming out. But if you feel like the environment is secure and that you want to express who you are, be true to yourself. And the only thing I would say is that people can be true to themselves whenever they want to be. If you're ready at, at 15, good for you. If you're ready at four years old, like when I see... Um, gender creative kids you know who are just like mm -hmm. fluid in their gender and they're like yeah. four years old and i'm just like <laughs> wow like good for you if it happens when you're 50 good for you and i would like for coming out to not be this dramatic mm. thing anymore at some point i would i just i just would like you know like oh uh, mom dad i'm bringing someone for supper oh this is uh, right. my partner whatever the gender of your partner you know, and we need to deconstruct this idea also that it has to be either a tragedy or a beautiful story. Each coming out is unique and is according to the experience of the person. But I would just, I see the younger generation because I work with them and I, I see beautiful things. And I, I feel like this generation, <laughs> um, Gen Z, <laughs> they know who they are. Like they... Because they saw us. They saw us millennials and they're like, yo, y'all suck, man. Like, what did y'all do? We don't want to do? go through that. Like, <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, why did you deny yourself, mm. like, being who you are? No, like, they're just like, uh-uh, we're doing our own thing. So, so it's beautiful to see and and I feel like that's, when, that's what's going to bring more acceptance in the world. Having the, an open generation to all these... Because people are like, why is the, why is the, um, the uh, acronym so long with all these letters? Just be open to it. Why does it bother you? You didn't, you didn't like complain when you were learning the alphabet. You're just learning a new one, like in a, in a new uh, form. <laughs> so be open to it. So what I would say is, it's okay to be scared. But at the end of the day, when you're gonna be true to who you can mm -hmm. be and to the people around you and to the right people around you, you're going to find your light and that light is going to give you so much life. So I think that this is what I would tell them to just continue and keep on going and believing that it does get better because it does. It truly does. I, I know that it's hard to believe, but when I was 19, 20 or even... <laughs> I remember like 12, 13, I was like, oh, wow, like, how am I going to mm. do this thing called life if I'm not wow. normal? But it does, like, it, it does get better with time. And as, as soon as you step into your real self, everything just falls into place. I have tears. <laughs>
So yeah. Um, so just be true to who you are and make sure that you are secure in, an, in, in that environment. And trust me, that light is going to guide you to whatever choice you have to make, uh, whatever mistake you have to make. But know that you were put in this world, however you are, whoever you love, whatever your gender is, for mm -hmm. a reason. And believe that your existence is worth it because it is worth it. So, yeah. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> that got nope, emotional. No, you're allowed. <laughs> That's why we have these conversations. Yeah. yeah, thank you for having them with me. It's kind of therapeutic, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope it's therapeutic for our listeners as well. And I hope this makes you reflect on whether you make space for people to, to allow them to be themselves and to support them as much as you can, whether it has to do with their sexuality, whether it has to do with their self-esteem, any struggles that our friends have. I think it's, it's about really noticing that everyone's fighting their own battles and we're all different and we go yeah. through different things, but supporting each other is the most important and, and, not understanding it doesn't mean you can't support it. Yeah, exactly. we all feel like we need to know exactly why and blah, blah, blah. I, no. If I see that my friend's no. hurting, if I see that my friend's bothered by something, an issue that is kind of taking over her life, I want to be there. I don't have to understand it. I just want to be able to support and alleviate that as much as I can as a friend and give you that space yeah. as well to figure things out for yourself. So... I'm just happy that we can have these conversations and I hope it, it is somewhat like giving you that space to inspire other people as well that are going through it or will go through it, unfortunately. But I think it's amazing that Gen Z, like they're ahead, but I think millennials as parents, we might do a better yeah. job in terms of oh, accepting yeah, our children for who they are. And when you're having dinner yeah. and they just show up and you're like, hey, what's up? Who's this? Boyfriend, girlfriend, who cares? It's, are you happy? Exactly. Are you respected? And are you loved? Yeah, I do feel, exactly. I do feel like we are more open-minded open mm -hmm. and uh, that we deconstruct a lot of things. Being the children of immigrants, I deconstructed a lot of things that were given to me and not necessarily by because my parents mm -hmm. were mean but because of how they were raised in yeah. a culture and in a country that didn't value those mm -hmm. identities so and those identities are still problematic today so i feel that as long as you accept who you are and accept the people around that's what's gonna make the world mm -hmm. better and yeah and definitely, maybe we will participate in raising an even kinder generation. I hope so. <laughs> and I, it's true that it does kind of start with your community. Like, we're not going to change the world. Um, but we can definitely change the communities that we live in. We can change by hanging around people that are more accepting, that are more kind, that are more just willing to go an extra mile to really find out why somebody else is struggling with this with something in their life and what can I do and how can I how can I help and I think whether this has to do with racism or homophobia I think these are all issues that we deal with especially us being one freaking minorities um, and b two being females like it's just double whammy but I think having each other has for me you've shown 
you've definitely, you gave me this confidence that I didn't think I could have, the confidence that I was working towards because I just see you and the way that you thrive and the way that you come out in the world and just be you. Like literally you, I remember just being next to you and being like, oh wow, like, okay. I, I can definitely work <laughs> on bringing out my personality a bit more next to her. And that was inspiring to me. So I just want to say thank you. And I'm, I'm kind of glad that our job almost kind of just like made us stick together and we had no choice but to like get yeah, to know each other and love each it, other it did and yeah honestly nothing but good memories and you've taught me a few lessons that you don't even know about so thank you for that <laughs> oh thank you thank you for this episode thank you for this safe space thank you for being my friend thank you for being my even friend even if there's an ocean <laughs> <laughs> that separates us and Thank you for this beautiful conversation. Well, again. thank you for just <laughs> taking the time. And once again, we're so happy that our listeners are still writing to us and they're still giving us feedback. And we hope that we can also open up your mind to different struggles, different uh, triumphs that we experience and that you might also experience yes. just to kind of think about what other people go through. I think that's what the the purpose of our podcast is it's to kind of make you get out of that bubble that your life is at the moment and just reflect on what other people might be experiencing so to end on a positive yes. note why do you think it's important to celebrate pride and how can people i don't want to say how can we become better allies i don't like that word because it's i don't want to be mm -hmm. it's not about us versus them i just want to be on the right side mm -hmm. i want to be with people that love to love and I want to be with people that mm -hmm. are joyful and kind and compassionate. So how can we, how can we support people that are going through a transition, people that are figuring themselves out as a friend, as a sister or as a brother? How can we um, support others? The way you want to be supported. Mm. If what you need is uh, an ear to listen, be there. Don't don't talk. Just listen. And let them let them share their story. Let them tell you what they have to tell you. And that comes from a lot of work from within yourself. But at the end of the day, we're all human. We're all trying to figure out what it is that we're doing here. So just be open to what someone is going to tell you, to their story, to their struggle. Is if someone's telling you these are my pronouns, respect that you you respect mm -hmm. those pronouns. If that person tells you, well, this is my partner, you respect that partner because that is an important relationship to that right. person. You don't go like, oh, well, this is just a phase. No, okay, this is the partner at the moment. Whether it's and if it's a phase, that's whatever. what I was gonna say. Whatever, whatever, it's yeah. not a phase. Like it's it's. Whatever it is that it, it, it is a long-term relationship or not. I mean, some people are in heterosexual relationship for two months and they're not like, well, that's what, mm -hmm. that was a phase. Yeah, maybe it was a phase, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so whatever, just be open to what the person is going to yeah. tell you and work on yourself. Explore, be curious. What, what are the letters in the acronym? What do they mean? Open yourself mm -hmm. to that. And you'll see we're only the only thing that's quote unquote different about us is the way we love. That's it. 
All right. So before we wrap up, as always, we do have a question for you and we want to know what does pride mean to you? Let us know by emailing us at wirelessconversations at gmail.com or sliding our DMs, which is a lot easier. And that's what most people have been doing. Um, you can also follow us on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or you can also just listen to us um, wherever you like to listen to your favorite podcasts. So we're on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe or leave a review because we want other people to know your thoughts on our conversations and we want you to invite them to also listen in and join the conversation. And we'll be seeing you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye. <laughs> With Iris and Missy.